0: Thank you. Thank you so much chairman and senators for having the constitution and the courage to create this venue and hear about the reality that faces the horses who serve in the breeding and racing industry. I will cut to the chase and summarize quite a bit from Thank this you so much. Because Mr. I value Thank you. your questions Thank you. and the opportunity to dialogue. What I would really like to hone in on is to what Senator Jordan said with regard to the impact of the racing and breeding industry and the billions that it brings, the jobs that it brings. As one who runs a thoroughbred specific foundation and picks up the pieces of horses who are lamed, maimed, and thrown away in slaughter yards, your statement alone illustrates that aftercare, responsible breeding, and aftercare is not a matter of money. It's a matter of morality. It's a matter of choices that individuals within the industry make, and it demonstrates how grossly the industry as a whole has failed at aftercare. I say that with great compassion. I am a former thoroughbred breeder. I have been involved in the New York Thoroughbred Breeding Program since its inception. I'm a former licensed owner. I've operated a racing and breeding stable for over three decades. In 2004, I founded the Unbridled Thoroughbred Foundation with Sandy Goldfarb, who still sits on the board, who is one of the leading owners in New York of thoroughbred racehorses and also standardbreds. I have no doubt with your leadership, your new vision, that funding will come about for aftercare. And I hope it's a lot of funding, because as John Holland said, we need it. I don't know where he came up with the figure of $2,000 a year to keep a thoroughbred. We have 20 in our small herd at Unbridled, they average $6,000 per year. Unbridled is proud to be an independent voice for thoroughbreds. And I say that because we are not accredited by choice by the thoroughbred aftercare alliance. It is an organization that I have watched evolve as the overarching standardizing agency for thoroughbred aftercare in this country. And my experience with that organization is that it is a slick PR machine. It is propaganda for the industry to cover up the carnage and the reality of the number of horses who go to slaughter. For example, an organization whose President and Founder has spoken earlier to this committee, I had worked for, I had managed at one point. They were TAA accredited. I went through the process with them. At that time, and still to this day, I am very active posting on social media horses, thoroughbreds with their registration papers who are standing in kill pens across this country by the hundreds, by the thousands on an annual basis. When that posting came out, when I was employed by that organization, TAA swiftly made a phone call to the president and said, your employee needs to remove her posts regarding the slaughter of thoroughbreds, because it does not shed a positive light on horse racing or uphold the integrity of horse racing. It jeopardized the funding to a very important organization, and it jeopardized my job. And I say, what is the point of an organization like that handling the funding of aftercare across this country when they stifle and they muffle the real conversation about what's going on, about the drugging, about the abuses, about the slaughter, without that dialogue, we will never come to solutions for horses, for the industry, or for those who are employed by the industry. I bring this up because as funding comes about that you're able to extrapolate for aftercare, Nitha, who you will hear from later, the New York Thoroughbred Breeding and Development Fund, their entire focus and their entire pitch to you as a committee is going to be send that money through TAA because TAA watches over things. I've had horses from unbridled that came out of TAA organizations that were skinnier than they came out of the kill pen. I do not believe that the organization has the best interest of the horses at heart. I believe they have the best interest of the image of the industry stakeholders at heart. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Happy to provide any supporting documentation to my testimony. And invite you to come see the Horses of Unbridled at any time or 30 minutes down the New York State Thruway. I appreciate you all. Thank you for offer. your time. I appreciate it. A number of you mentioned funding, and I'm very keen on where we need to advocate for funding come late this fall, early next year. So briefly, if you could talk about what kind of funding would you like to see? You don't have to mention a dollar amount. But certainly, where would you like to see the funding advocated for and where it is to be allocated? And we saw Ms. Kane and work our way. Sure, thank you. Uh, My concern with funding (coughs) is that if it is funneled through TAA for allocation, that it's really a case of regulatory capture cloaked in the name of aftercare. I would very much like to see. New York and your new commission, when it comes about on retired racehorses, establish a new and an improved model, perhaps based on the 300 pages, but without organizations being strong armed into upholding the integrity of horse racing or their voice being suppressed in exchange for conditional grant money. The mere fact that we're having this hearing and this conversation illustrates that there's a big breach of integrity in horse racing. Unbridled has taken care of thoroughbreds since 2004. I've walked the talk the whole of my life with thoroughbreds. And I know there are many organizations who do wonderful jobs with them, who also will not apply for TAA accreditation because they don't want their voice suppressed in the discourse to truly and genuinely help horses and be a voice for thoroughbreds.